This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. This is not a regular player. This is not a pretty good quarterback. This is an all-time great. Is he? A strange bird off the field? He's a little nuts, I think. Okay? That's his deal. Is he really weird? Yeah. You don't have to hang out with him. You just have to put on your Jet jersey, go to the stadium, and watch him do his thing, which is move the Jets down the field and into the end zone, which is something you have not had in years. Subscribe to the Mike Francesa podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Mike Missanelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening, everybody. It is a special edition of the Mike Missanelli Podcast tonight, and it's not so special tonight because the Sixers get drubbed in Game 2 at the TD Garden tonight, 121-87. to Let's unpack uh, a few of these. So, so let's start with the man. He was back tonight, Joel Embiid playing tonight. Uh, I didn't expect a lot from him, uh, but in the first half, he surprised me a little bit with a really good defensive presence. The problem was they couldn't get him involved offensively at all, and uh, he just wasn't spry enough on offense. I mean, the, the Sixers score with him. He's the league scoring the league. They score with him on, on uh, a lot of uh, pick-and-roll action, and, and they weren't able to execute that tonight. And I don't know whether they went away from that in deference of his condition or or he wasn't really spry enough or engaged enough to really do that. There were a couple of, of situations that I thought, not it wasn't quite the low post, but it was deep enough where he uh, he had ISO on Horford, and I was surprised they didn't go to that more. But but here's the bottom line. The, the Sixers, <laughs> the Boston Celtics shot 51 three-pointers tonight. Uh, and so that was the focus uh they got to the basket in game one because of the lack of a, a rim protector. And tonight, with Embiid on the floor, they made it a point to move the ball. Their move, ball movement was great, and, and they got uh, a lot of open threes. They shot 40% tonight from the three-point line. The Sixers, meanwhile, were six from 30. Six for 30 from three. The Celtics scored 42 points on 51 three-point attempts shooting 39.2%. Here is my big take, okay? Because we're going to suffer through the rest of this series with whether Joel Embiid is going to be able to help him. Um, so, I, I mean, and I don't know what's going to happen from this point on. The, the Sixers are going to have an electric crowd in two games coming home, especially Friday night. That's going to be a beast of a crowd. And if they can win game three, they've got a real chance. If they can't win game three, I don't have that many hopes for the series, to be honest with you. Uh, the major take tonight, getting blasted. There are two ways you can look at this. They got drubbed, all right? 121-87. They waved the white flag in the fourth quarter 
to the point where they have Furcon, Korkmaz, and Jade Springer on the floor for crying out loud. And Boston countered with Luke Cornett and uh, and Mike Muscala and and Peyton uh, Pr- uh, Pritchard. Uh, so uh, <laughs> here's the thing. They gave Boston a lot of momentum tonight. And, and that's the thing that I feared. I thought that they would lose this game. I thought that they would probably play it fairly close with beat on the floor. But since they got drubbed, there are two ways of looking at it. You, if you're the Sixers, you wipe it away and say it doesn't count. This is the big guy's first game back. Uh, but the other side of that is you got Boston feeling really good and confident about the way they shoot the three ball. And uh, and that 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 projects. You know, when you, you start to get confidence in your ball movement, making three-pointers, which is what the game is all about these days, uh, they were they were uh, they were rolling, and, and uh, now they've got a lot of confidence that they're back in this series. They're the better team. They're the deeper team. I mean, let's face it: uh, the Sixers got nothing off their bench tonight, and the Celtics got twenty-three points off the bench from Brogdon alone. Uh, and the Sixers, if Melton's not scoring and he didn't score tonight, they've got nothing. They've got nobody that's going to give him a lift off the bench offensively. And I, I, I don't know. I've. <laughs> Uh, there was always Shake Milton who could give you an offensive game, but he's so far buried now that you can't even expect that he's going to play. So uh, their bench is feeble, and they're going to need it if Embiid is not going to give them 30, if he's not going to be right offensively. Uh, and Harden, and I expected Harden to have a game like this tonight. I I, I didn't think he was, you know, he, he's an older player now, all right? So he played out of his mind in game one. He had 45. He was way engaged. I mean, he was... He was run down tonight. You could see it. He didn't really have that much of a spark. He didn't have really a quick step. Um, so um, I don't know how this is going to play out. It's, it's going to be interesting whether the Sixers can wipe this away or whether Boston drubbing the Sixers so much has gained uh, enough confidence that they can now run away with this series. Uh, game three is the key game. Uh, the Sixers have to win game three at home with that big crowd and get back their home court advantage. If they don't win, the Celtics are in a position where they can afford to split in Philly and come back for a big game five in Boston. Um, so, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, w- I wish I had better news for the Sixer fans out there, but I didn't expect a drubbing like this. I thought the Celtics were going to win even if Embiid played. I just didn't think he was going to be that right tonight to, to lead them to a victory. They were going to have to get contributions from other guys. They were going to have to shoot the three a lot better. They didn't do any of that tonight. So let me bring in Darren. Darren, I know there are two ways you can look at it. And one is you don't even look at the video of this game before the Sixers. You go back home. You get cranked for game three. You hope Embiid feels a little better. Uh, but the other side is that Boston's walking in there with a little bit of a swag now. There's, there's not a whole lot. Like if you're the Sixers, there's not a whole lot you're going to learn from tonight with that tape going back and look. Look, I, like a lot of people today, I was very surprised, shocked even, that he was going to play tonight. I think you and I both agreed that uh, stealing game one, you give Embiid that much more rest, give him off game two as well, come back on Friday for game three at home with that crowd. He played tonight. Uh, we saw a lot of rust offensively. So I'm going to take a positive spin here in that maybe their thought pattern was they expected some rust offensively. Definitely a difference maker with him defensively uh, under the basket. Huge difference. Saw it right away in the first quarter. Maybe they thought they anticipated that offensive rust and said, let's get that out of the way tonight. 
let's uh, let's have him get his sea legs about him, and that way when we come back Friday night for Game Three with that crowd in Philly, he's going to be that much more in gear. That's yeah, that's I mean, in retrospect, I, I thought it was the good call that he played. If if he's able to play and had the brace on, there's no reason not to play him. Uh, and even for just the the cardiovascular. Uh, value of it you know you got to get him engaged at nba speed and yeah his sea legs he's got to get his sea legs about him <laughs> yeah and, and so yeah it's it's fine but they clearly uh were worried or he just didn't feel comfortable being engaged offensively with the pick and roll i don't know if they know if they did it twice tonight that pick and roll that high pick and roll that they work with harden all the time and, and boston was prepared for it they were gating it but uh there were also like some some semi-low post actions that he had on Horford and and he wasn't that engaged to do that either and usually he would eat that up so uh again you, you got to wipe this clean uh, the series is one to one I did not expect that they were going to win game two if MB played or not uh you know, there are statistics in the NBA when a home team loses their first game uh they win primarily yeah, the, the yeah I think now it's game, about 15 win. the last 15 straight yeah like, where 15 the, the in a row now uh, for a home team that it lost the first game. They they automatically win the second game. So again, I I what I was startled. They got they got uh, just demolished tonight. And when when a team shoots like Boston did tonight, they get new energy. They get new confidence. Uh, had this game been close, with that be not at full strength, then maybe Boston wavers a little bit and and gets cracked and say, you know, we're not that good, and we allow this to happen. And, it works on their confidence, but they did this tonight without Jason Tatum playing seven points tonight. And J- Jalen Brown went nuts <laughs> early. Tatum yeah. was never engaged, got the three fouls. Yeah. So it, it even looks worse that the, they, they won this game handily without getting a meaningful contribution from, from Jason Tatum. So just this, just a quick hit for tonight, folks. He wanted to, to touch base with all the, the Sixer fans out there. You know, Twitter was quiet tonight for obvious reasons. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, and we'll be doing this after know, every I, game for, again, for the rest I, of the playoffs. People look at this differently. Uh, people look at it like, well, it, it doesn't, you know, they got blown out so bad that it doesn't matter. It shouldn't have an effect. The series now starts in Philly. Yeah. And you can look at it that way. It's fair to look at it that way. But I look at it like you energize Boston. They they were kind of down at the game one. They were, they were doubting themselves a little bit. To the point the coach made an emphasis, we got to shoot threes. We got to shoot at least 40 threes tonight. They shot 51. Uh, and and they got rolling with it. They moved the ball, and they got rolling. They got open shots, and the Sixers couldn't counter it. Uh, so just a little the touch base with you a little bit tonight. We will have a full podcast tomorrow. Uh, in case you're tuning in uh, this morning, uh, listening to this podcast, or even uh, after the game tonight, we will have another full podcast for you tomorrow. And uh, we will talk to a man who covered the game. Uh, last night, Kyle Newbeck of the Philly Voice will join us tomorrow with his take on the series and the game. So uh, thanks for uh, staying up a little later with us. The Mike Masnelli podcast, a little postgame special. We're going to do this after every game in this series. The series is now tied one to one as the Sixers get blasted tonight, 121 to 87 uh, at the TD Garden. And uh, Friday should be like electric in that building and uh, and B will get the MVP the whole bit. Uh, If they can't win a game three in that atmosphere, then I think the Sixers are in trouble. Where are we sitting uh, Uh, Friday night, Mike? You got tickets for us? I I am not. uh, I I will not be at the the contest. (laughs) Right. So, uh, but I will be rooting them on from TV land.
Uh, all right, for Darren, our producer, I'm Mike Missanelli, your Mike Missanelli podcast. Thanks for staying up with us. Again, Sixers lose game two, 121-87. Five games left in the series. Plenty of time to win it. We'll see if they can pull it off. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Mike Missanelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.